Welcome to Scanner School, where we teach you everything to know about the Scanner Radio Hobby. This is session 159, Ask Scanner School, volume 28. Now, today's podcast is sponsored by our brand new training course. This is the course a lot of you have been waiting for. This is the ultimate beginner's guide to software-defined radios. Everything to know to get started with an SDR in an afternoon. Our simple step-by-step course will show you how to set up a brand new SDR, install the drivers on your computer, and have you listening to local stations in just a few hours. This free course is available at courses.scannerschool.com. Now, again, all session notes from today's podcast can be found on our website at scannerschool.com slash session 159. Before we start this week's podcast, I'd like to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. Patreon is a month-to-month sponsorship platform. We have three different support tiers, each with different benefits. But the most valuable tier is our $5 a month tier. This equates to sponsoring the podcast for about a dollar per episode. Now, not only do our $5 Patreon supporters receive the podcast early, but they also receive a commercial-free version of the podcast delivered directly to their podcast player. Some may say that the included squelchy sticker pack that is mailed to your home is the best benefit of the $5 level, but I think it's the community or the club that is growing at this level. You see, we meet once a month on Zoom, and we have a roundtable discussion about scanning, ask questions, offer advice. Some of the members are answering other people's questions, and we just talk with our fellow Scanner School classmates. This is an exclusive group for our $5 Patreon members. Now, again, if all this wasn't enough at that level, you'll also receive discounts to upcoming Scanner School courses and offerings. Now, you can help support Scanner School by going to www.scannerschool.com Patreon or www.scannerschool.com support. Now, I'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters at all levels, and they are Brian King, Buzz Gold, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Ed Walsh, Eddie K, Edward Dufour, Glenn Bryden, Guy Lee, Jackson Freeman, James Felling, James Peruta, Jeff Block, Jenny Taylor, Jim Heinrich, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Mark Thompson, Mark Beebe, Michael Kroger, Paul Teal, Raymond Hill, Richard Armstrong, Ronnie Bach, Sal Marandola, Tim Mazza, Todd Glendie, and William R. Can. Now let's start the podcast. Welcome to the Scanner School a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. Welcome to Scanner School. This podcast is here to teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and my own radio call sign is W2LE. Now, today's podcast is sponsored by our Patreon supporters. Thank you all for your continued support, and also by my company, East Coast Pagers, your emergency alerting specialist eastcoastpagers.com. If this is your first week joining us for class or your weekly listener, welcome back to this week's podcast. Today, I'm answering your questions. Many have submitted questions via our ask page at scannerschool.com slash ask. Some of you have emailed your questions and a few have also used our voicemail numbers to leave us a question. Now, again, our number is 516-308-2885 or you can click on the speak pipe link on the side of our website. Now, again, for those of you who leave a voicemail, you're in running for a free tutoring session. These tutoring sessions are an hour long, and we meet on Zoom. This is like having me sit next to you virtually and help you out with whatever it is you need help with with the scanner radio hobby. This is a great service. Again, if you need extra help, this is a perfect way to just get get somebody sitting next to you, right? This is, this is what I'm offering. 
Again, this is a paid service. You can go to scannerschool.com slash tutoring, or you can always ask your question for free, scannerschool.com slash ask. Don't also forget, too, tonight on YouTube and Facebook, we're answering questions as well. So, again, subscribe to us over at scannerschool.com slash YouTube. Make sure you click the subscribe link and click on the bell so you know when we go live. And if you're an extra credits Patreon supporter, following the live Q&A will be our monthly roundtable discussion. We talk about pretty much anything radio-related. It's a great chat. We go for about an hour, an hour and change. And uh, it's a great way to just see what's going on and just communicate with everybody. So, again, if you're catching us after the release date, make sure that you mark your calendars for the first Tuesday in February or catch us on a replay on YouTube. All right. So with that, let's go to our very first question. This question comes in from Mike. There's some really important information you need to add to the Unication G5 review. It is now becoming a lot better scanner. They've added with the new firmware, the 1.3 firmware, a hold and a unhold on the scan channels in the different slots. And you have eight of them, as I'm sure you know. But my local, not my local PD, but a very big PD close to me is now running encryption, which I think is going to be the trend for the PDs over the next years. And the fire departments generally are going to stay open. Well, this radio, this pager, excuse me, uh, is very practical to put in your pocket. It's very small. It sounds great. It works well on simulcast and it runs forever on a battery charge. So, and they are currently on the 1.4 upgrade, the firmware upgrade they're working on, working on allowing it to run two sites, trunk sites at the same time. It currently just runs one, which is okay for my application. So I think with a little bit of work and some really clever programming, as you know, you have eight slots up on top. And with the hold and unhold and block feature now that comes when you just do a simple firmware upgrade, the 1.3, it's going to eventually, I think, become a very good scanning radio. Anyway, and the 1.4, it's supposed to allow it to do two systems. They're currently working on the 1.4 beta test. So somewhere down the road, it's going to be able to do two systems at once which is going to make it a really nice 800 meg scanner. And uh, the 1.3, which is now available, will allow you to do the whole lock and scan. So you can lock, you know, just like a scanner. It's perfect. Anyway, please add these to the comments. I just ran out of space. Hey, Mike, thanks for your feedback on the Unication page. And now, Jen, just to clarify what you're speaking about, goes through the G2 through G5 pagers. It excludes the G1 pager. And actually, since the time you've left me the voicemail to the time when this is now being recorded, Unication has now released 1.31. So I want to go really quickly with some of the features that are included with 1.31. So part of the bug fixes are that it fixed a problem with conventional VHF quick call to alerting. It fixed an issue caused by P25 conventional quick call to stacked paging decode failure. Fixed an issue where a talk group ID hold timer would only count down when the pager screen is active. Fixed an issue that caused the pager to crash when changing knot positions in some zones. Fixed an issue where the pager would not connect to PPS while the screen was off and would not charge unless the screen was turned on. 1.31 also fixed an issue where the page would randomly reset when programmed with a large programming file. It also fixed an issue in PPS that caused firmware to shut down when attempting to write to a profile to the pager. 
Fix an issue where the P25 talk group was received and the voice transmission is over. The squelch that was open, the speaker kept the speaker on with a hissing sound. Fix an issue causing the pager lockup while navigating the menu settings, or the settings menu rather. Fix lost audio issues where received messages would audio would not play through the speaker and record messages would not play back. Fix an issue of a pager receiving messages while powered off and charging. The green LED flashes and the screen lights up showing that the charging is full. Fix an issue where the pager decoded while the power off in the amp charger. Fixed issues with the during the duty state, the voice record will continue for 10 minutes. Fix an issue with two tone is set to P25 conventional channel on the console after tones end during the hang time, a different talk group ID is seen on the screen and the pager resets. Various other under the hood fixes and improvements to optimize performance. Now, some of the changes in features and modifications are there's added a factory settings function that allows users to reset the page to the original factory settings. And a big one here, one I have been waiting for for a long time, added a new radio reference import process for radio reference premium subscribers. Now, again, this is in addition to the trunking and talk group information. Now, all of this requires a new version of PPS, which you can grab at uh, eastcoastpagers.com slash G5PPS. If you use that URL, again, eastcoastpagers.com slash G5PPS, it will redirect you over to Unication's website where you can download the firmware uh, and also the latest copy of the PPS software in addition to the release notes that I just rang off over here. So again, I haven't yet played around with it. The release is just out this past week and uh, it seems like a lot of people are very happy with the release. And again, this is version 1.31. Now this doesn't come into play with anything on 1.40 yet. That one is still in beta. Uh, again, as you said, that uh, it allows you to monitor multiple sites. So right now with the commercial version of PPS or the software for the G2, G5, you can only monitor one site on the P25 trunking. So if you have several layers, such we have in my county here, my neighbor accounting, where you've got a 700 and 800 layer and only the 800 layer supports PD, well, you want to make sure that you only have the 800 layer in the pager. If it stayed on the 700, you'd never hear any PD talk groups. But with the new firmware that the beta testing right now, the scanner or the pager does more of a scanning feature, and it will go back and forth between the two sites. And again, they're working on having it go between multiple trunk systems as well. When the pager is able to do conventional and trunking in a single scan list, watch out because that is going to really open up this pager to become more of a scanner. There's some other tweaks I'd like to see brought into further firmware releases, such as delay times before it uh, the pager goes back into a talk group scan. In other words, a hold so that it works more like a scanner, whereas it's delay of maybe two seconds before the pager moves on. But again, it's a really nice upgrade and update to the pager. And again, if you're interested in Unication pagers, I am a dealer and uh, you can contact me at phil at eastcoastpagers.com or visit our website at eastcoastpagers.com. Mike, thanks again for the question. Okay, our next question comes in from Les. Les, go ahead with your question. Hi, Phil. It's Les Stimson again. I want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and hope Charlie was good to you all. And I have two questions. Number one, I was a, I was a, I won the uh, free consultation in May of 2020. We never had a session. We were having a session also 
with the membership for the uh, $5 level for the um, Zoom sessions and that, can I pay for a year in advance or do I have to um, just do, do it at the $5 every month? Also, is the DMR, how's DMR on the CRX1 whistler and how, how is it for simulcast? I know you did a comparison, but I have you let me know how it, how it is. I'm thinking we get both here, CRX1 and also a union soon. Thanks a lot. Bye for now. And again, Merry Christmas and uh, take care of yourselves. Les, as usual, great to hear you again. Thank you very much for being a part, an active part of the Scanner School community. You're always online on our weekly Zello Nets. I also see you every week, uh, every month rather, when we do our YouTube and Facebook live Q&A sessions. And I've also seen you on the Scanner Guys when I've been a guest over there as well. So again, I want to thank you for being very active in the community. And to answer your questions, please reach out to me. Uh, so I can give you a code for your free tutoring session. I was pretty sure we had taken care of that in the past, but if not, email me, phil at scannerschool.com, and I'll send you a code so you can book your session for free. The next thing with Patreon. Patreon right now is only month to month. There's no option to do a a yearly subscription. I really wish there was. And I'm going to ask very aggressively <laughs> that Patreon makes that an option. I've had multiple people request that. And if somebody were to do a, a, a yearly, I'd love to be able to say, okay, you, you can save a couple extra off of a yearly Patreon support. And again, I, it's something I like to do myself. But uh, right now, it's just a month-to-month membership. And it is what it is. If, if, if it turns out a lot more people want to do a yearly thing, I'll definitely look into alternatives. But right now, we are, we are in Patreon's ecosystem but uh, that doesn't mean we have to stick there forever. Now, number three, to answer your third question here, I don't have any local DMR simulcast setups where I am. The best I have here are linked repeaters, which basically means each location is its own independent island, its own independent site. So I don't have a way of testing out my TRX-1 to see how well it would work or how well it does not work in a DMR simulcast situation. I can tell you from experience, the P25 is not good at all. I, I've had nothing but issues in my neighboring county on an 800-700 system that is simulcast. However, locally here, too, in my own county, is a 500 megahertz system, and I must be in an area where I'm only getting one transmitter site because it is working better here than it is in my neighboring county. But when I take my TRX-1, say, to my 9-to-5 job, it does not pick anything up on the trunk system over there. So, uh, so yeah, it's not one of those reels I like to carry along. But if you listen to previous podcast episodes, especially the ones I did just a few weeks ago, the TRX-1 does really well in Spectrum Sweeping or Signal Stalker, uh, depending which, which one of those trade names it has in the scanner. I forget off the top of my head. But it does work really well on that. So, Les, again, thank you so much. And again, Les, Mike, hold on to the end of the podcast. We'll pick a winner out of the virtual hat here to see who wins a free tutoring session. Did you know there are ways to help support the Scanner School podcast that doesn't take any time or any extra money on your part? If you go to scannerschool.com support, you will find we have several ways that you can continue to do your online shopping and help support us. We have links to Amazon. If you click on our link before you go to Amazon, anything you buy from there 
will help support Scanner School. Now, if you're in the market for a brand new scanner, an antenna, other accessories, we have links to Scanner Master, where you can not only purchase a scanner and accessories, but you can also get your radio programmed. And by clicking on our link before you buy, you are helping to support the podcast. Now, if you're in the market for software, we have links to Butel. And if you want something new to you, we also have links to eBay. Again, just go to scannerschool.com support before you make your purchases, and you are helping to support Scanner School at no additional cost to you. This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are a Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealers serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every Scanner Reader user should at least put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now, with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers, having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scan list, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the box, it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice and a desktop charger. The G2s to G5s, they do P25 phase one and phase two in simulcast environments with stored voice, paging on conventional NP25. Oh, and they're upgradable too to DMR type one and type two. They are more rugged than today's consumer-based scanners. And with a pager like a Swiss phone S-Quad, you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly, phil at eastcoastpagers.com. Do you have a new scanner? You're having problems understanding how it works? Maybe you're new to the entire Home Patrol database of programming and you can't figure out Sentinel. Did you get a new SDR and you're trying to figure out how to install it or you want to learn how to use Unitrunker, DSD+, maybe set up a Pioware, or even just make some changes and you don't understand how this system and the equipment works? The podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschool.com slash consulting for a one-hour session. And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely, and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, book me for an hour at scannerschool.com slash consulting for your scanner radio one-on-one tutoring session. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your Natcom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues too. So visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's natcommag.com for National Communications Magazine. Okay, so our first emailed question comes in from John. John says, I'm in Bergen County, New Jersey. He's uh, using scanners for a long time. He's got a question about a BCD-996P2 and 325P2. He's having trouble receiving P25 Phase 2 simulcast. He's wondering if the new firmware version changes anything. He tried outdoor antennas, indoors, moves to scan around. 
This is the phase two summer cast in Newark, New Jersey is just driving him nuts. So yes, the 325 P2, 996 P2 is not made for simulcast. You're going to have nothing but trouble really, unless you can isolate your local trunking transmitter location and only pick that one up. So again, that means getting off that outside antenna and just doing an inside antenna, maybe using an Yagi antenna and pointing the antenna away from or towards just the local transmitter site, maybe even putting on the attenuator or putting an attenuator onto the receive line of that scanner. It is going to be hit or miss on that scanner in my neighboring county. Again, just like the TRX-1, the 325P2 did not perform well for me in a simulcast environment. You're going to have a lot of issues trying to get that right. But once you find your sweet spot, that scanner is going to work well for you. Now, again, you've got to remember what happens with simulcast is a lot of like what happens when we had over-the-air TV and analog days when you had ghosting, right? You'd watch a football game, or you'd watch sports, or you'd watch the news, and you'd see a like an off-centered picture coming in, right? That was just ghosted off and off to the center, right? Think about that's happening to your scanner right now. You've got propagation delays. You have things that are not coming in on time. Zeros and ones are supposed to be received in the scanner at certain points of the transmission are showing up in two different points of the transmission. You're getting high bit error because the scanner doesn't know how to put these things back together again. When that happens, you don't receive anything. Okay. This is what's happening with the scanner. Now a SDS 200 and SDS 100, even using an SDR can help alleviate that issues because they understand how to put things back together again. Now, again, if you want help with an SDR, again, our very first and our free training course, everything's about setting up an SDR in an afternoon. It's the ultimate beginner's guide to SDR. It's going to be found on our brand new course platform, courses.scannerschool.com. We'll get you up and running in an afternoon and how to set up your SDR. So again, you're kind of going to be... Um, out of luck on this one, unless you can find that sweet spot that only allows you to pick up one site. Now, again, remember, you can get off that outdoor antenna, only use an indoor antenna, put the attenuator on if you have to, add attenuation, or if you've got to use a Yaki antenna, point it towards or away from the local site. Your, your whole point is just to isolate to one transmitter location. That's the only way you're going to get around the simulcast. It's a real pain in the neck. But uh, I've heard a lot of people in Jersey have been having problems, especially with the statewide system. The SDS-100 and SDS-200 was basically a godsend, and that's how they were able to start monitoring those systems. Your other option, again, too, is also, again, I am a communication dealer. Unication products have worked very well in Jersey as well. John, sorry I couldn't be more help for you, but sometimes it's just the way it goes. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for your question. Okay, Darren writes in, he goes, I'm looking to get the Uniden SDS-200 and mounting it in my truck. Any recommendations for an antenna? I would really like not to drill any holes in the truck and like the thought of glass-mounted type. Are those good or bad? Also, I think I need or want a wide band to cover all the frequencies when traveling. I live in northeast Iowa, but do travel to surrounding states and throughout Iowa. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Darren yeah, a wideband antenna would be something that I'd be looking at. And uh, a real simple and affordable one, if you're looking to go the Mac mount route, would be a Spectrum Force antenna. It's $19 and change on Scanner Master's website. And if you want to help me out here, it's my affiliate link, which means if you use this link, I would earn a small commission on it, is scannerschool.com slash Spectrum Force, all one word. 
This will take you right to the Spectrum Force antenna that I have that works really well. It's got a very small footprint, very thin coax. You can run it between a door jam and into your scanner. Now, again, this is a mag mount solution, which means you do not have to drill holes on the top of your truck. And it is far from permanent, though, because it is mag mount. I mean, you can leave a mag mount antenna up all the time, but a lot of people don't like to do so. Me, it's all up to what you want to do. I mean, I've left mag mount antennas on for a long time. Again, this has got a very, very, very small magnet on it. It's not one of the big bases that you've seen back from the 70s and 80s. It's uh, very, very small. It's an inch or two wide, basically. It works really well and stays on top of the car. Now, if you want something a little bit more permanent and you were thinking about a glass antenna, I don't recommend those at all because the, uh, the tinting that is on the glass can attenuate the signal because, again, if you have a coupler, right, it couples to the glass. And that can really affect the way that the antenna works with what you receive. One way around that one, though, is I've used a Diamond HRKS antenna mount which has 3M tape on it. And I taped those to the rear glass of my truck. I've also taped those to other vehicles as well. My uncle has a CRV, and I've used them there, and, and I, some other vehicles as well. But uh, they they have um, thin metal on it that allows you to follow the profile of the glass, and it's got 3M tape on it. So you pull off the tape, and you just stick it on there. And I've had a lot of good luck with those mounts. Uh, in fact, at one point, I even went to a mechanic, and he raised my truck up on the lift. I forgot to take the antenna off, and it actually snapped the antenna. The antenna stayed on the glass, but the top element snapped off and landed in the bed of my truck, thankfully. And uh, I was able to epoxy back together again. But again, that antenna mount works really well. It's a Diamond HRKS. Now, if you're looking for something that... Um, now, again, the point here, too, this converts a standard antenna to a glass mount. So again, you still got to run that coax line in somehow, either through a, a body grommet or I ran mine in through the brake light. Again, you got to put a trip loop on there. You still got to bring it into the vehicle somehow. Another thing you can look at too are vehicle-specific mounts that actually use the body screws or hinges to mount an antenna. Now, one of them you can go and look at is over at theantennafarm.com. And what you would do from their webpage and their homepage is you're going to look for antenna mounts. It's going to be under mobile antenna mounts. You can click on there, and that's going to bring up a couple of options. Mag mount, uh, permanent holes, which you don't want. Trunk lip mounts, which are really nice, and also fender bracket mounts and mirror mounts. Also, again, by Diamond and also sold at the Antenna Farm are universal lip mounts, luggage rack mounts, and stuff like that. Again, I've used luggage rack mounts on uh, vehicles that have had luggage racks. Some of them are really cool. Some of them auto fold down on you too, so you can get in the garage, which is really cool. But uh, fender bracket mounts are nice because you can actually get vehicle-specific mounts. And what they will do is you'll pop the hood of the vehicle, you'll loosen off a bolt, a body bolt or so, you'll put the bracket on, you'll tighten the bolt back up again, and then this will allow the antenna to stick out from the hood. Basically, just like, you know, kind of like the fender mount of the antenna does. So again, this is really cool. They are, they're a couple bucks, $20, $20 or so. And they have all different makes and models. Again, I'm looking at the website here. Already, just on the first page, I see uh, Dodge Ram, Ford Explorers, uh, stuff like that, uh, Ford F-150s, Expeditions. So uh, they've got a couple pages, 39 products that just fit that line as well. So again, there's a lot of different options out there. And again, Google can be a friend in this one as well. If you don't find what you're looking for at the Antenna Farm, you may find other 
specific brackets to your vehicle on other sites as well. I know I've used uh, Profit and Panavise and stuff like that for inside the vehicle. I haven't used any of that or heard of anything like that for external mounting. But those are some options for you. Again, multi-antennas, again, if you're looking for a magnet one, Spectrum Force has a really good one. I know Whistler has uh, released a couple of wideband antennas and Diamond's got a few. And uh, again, there's even a couple, if you're looking for just like something that's VHF, UHF, Diamond or Comet could get a couple for you as well. But it's wideband, I think it definitely would be good. Or you could run a couple, you know, if you think just 800 would, would help you out, then that really would help you out as well. So again, Darren, thank you so much for your question. Good luck finding an antenna. Wait till it warms up though. It's a little cold here in the US, especially I believe where you are. So again, Darren, thanks again for asking your question. All right, our final question of the month comes in from Bob. And Bob says, hello, just came upon your website. I've been into scanning for a number of years. I would like to find or join a local or not, not so local club so I can get back into scanning and make a new purchase for the most up-to-date scanner available. Can you help me? Kind regards, Bob. Bob, you have found a really good club right here at Scanner School. You can go and join us over on our Facebook group, scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. That's a great way and a, a great uh, community over there. You can also join us on our Zello and that's scannerschool.com slash Zello. And uh, we have plenty of Q&As and help going on in those nets. Again, those nets usually meet every Tuesday with the exception of the first Tuesday of the month. And if that doesn't work out well for you, Facebook's got a lot of scanning communities on there. You may be able to find one that is very specific to your neck of the woods. Now, again, if you can't find one that's local to you, you can always start your own. Now, again, we talked, oh, a long, long time ago. I'm actually trying to find the podcast episode here while I'm talking to you. But uh, we talked with Marshall a while, while, while back about uh, a scanner radio club and how he's got one in his local neck of the woods. And we talked about the benefits of having a local scanner club actually right down here at session 17, scannerschool.com slash session 17 with uh, Marshall Sherrard. And again, Marshall explained how uh, his local club meets once a month and how they kind of show... Uh, like a slideshow of, of, of different things and they teach each other, uh, pass around a couple of radios and also do some programming and troubleshooting as well. But again, if there's not one in your area, you can always start your own and uh, that would be very rewarding as well. But again, you can catch us scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. There's a great community over there. Our Zello net, scannerschool.com slash Zello. And also there's plenty of them over on Facebook if, if Facebook is your cup of tea. I know a lot of people do not like Facebook. I don't blame you. But, you know, it's a great place to find other resources as well. And also, I hate to say it, but Google is a great idea as well because you may find some other local scanner guy that may have a website dedicated to scanning in your area. And if there isn't any, stick around because we're going to touch on that topic next month on how to set something up for yourself. One other idea is to reach out to your local amateur radio club, your local ham club. They may be able to put you in contact with a scanner group, or they may actually have their own scanner group, or they may even allow scanner radio operators just to join their club, even though you may not be an amateur radio operator. These two hobbies kind of go side to side. If you need help finding a amateur radio club, you can go to ARRL.org and look for your local league-affiliated club. Bob, thank you so much for asking your question. 
All right. So I want to thank everybody who's asked a question this month. And of course, we have to pull a name out of a hat. So what we're going to do here is we're going to put two names in a spreadsheet and we're going to randomize the numbers. We're going to do one and two. And I'm going to put uh, Mike as number one, Les is number two. And we are going to hit the refresh button just a couple of times here, uh, five times to be exact, just to make sure that this is completely random. And uh, we're going to go through here and do the random numbers and go one, two, three, four, five. All right, Mike, I want to thank you and congratulate you on winning a free tutoring session. You can reach out to me, phil at scannerschool.com, for your code so you can book me for free on uh, scannerschool.com slash tutoring. I want to thank, again, everybody who's asked a question. Remember, you can go and check out our session notes at scannerschool.com slash session 159. Don't forget to check us out tonight on YouTube and Facebook, scannerschool.com slash YouTube, where you can catch us on our monthly Ask Q&A session. Also, don't forget to share this podcast with your friends because, hey, that's how we grow and that's how we help more people with the Scanner Radio Hobby. That's what we're all about here. And also, don't forget to check out our new course, courses.scannerschool.com. I'm Phil Lichtenberger, and this is Scanner School. We teach you everything to know about the Scanner Radio Hobby. We will talk to you next week when we will release information about our very first Scanner Radio Workshop. Catch us then. 73 everyone.